from the ESPN 690 and the Jared Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. In my opinion, if you're looking at this situation, if you're general manager Andrew Barry, I don't know that I necessarily am in a rush to deal Baker Mayfield, and I know how crazy that sounds. But the Cleveland Browns already have their QB1. They got their backup quarterback in Jacoby Brissett. Right now, Baker Mayfield is third on the depth chart. And it seems like there's only one team that will be vying for his services at this point in the offseason. And that what's team... The, what's, the, what's the harm if you're Cleveland in waiting until there's more of a market for Baker Mayfield? Ah, I was... I, I was more interested in what he was saying and not the voice. Was that Spears? No, nah, you know it's a good take. So who was oh, it? Oh, that's your guy, Canty. You better believe Dang it. I should have known that. That'd be, I was, you know, I was kind of lost track because I was thinking he's a third-string quarterback. Can you imagine at the end of the day if that's what he is? Like if they kept him on there just to bust his chops as a third-string guy? That'd be good. <laughs> I wouldn't be mad at they'll, it. No, they'll never do it, but it'd be... Um, he's not that bad a guy, is he? I mean, come he's on. Seen, he has to be. I Listen, think, I think he's one of these guys that gets painted worse than he is. I don't think so. Those That's insurance commercials would get really interesting as the third stringer. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. They should have one of him moving out, like when he has to pack his stuff. <laughs> Bye, Baker. That would be good. That'd be good. That's the voice of Noah Schlicksup. He's our guest today. Get him closer to that mic, William. You got to be loud and proud like Austin Lane. <laughs> you can move it around if you want. Yeah, you can oh, do really? whatever you want. Yeah. yeah, I feel honored. Let's see. It was the UNF head basketball coach here yesterday. Yeah, Matthew Driscoll was here yesterday. I can. We're can actually I... just going for anybody smaller than Austin to come <laughs> in that chair right now. Well, you've come to the right place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have. Uh, yeah, if you don't know Noah, Noah, this is an annual thing now, pal. I guess so. Yeah, Austin goes away in March. Last year it was during the Players' Championship. Yeah, I'm not right? complaining about that. That was interesting. That was fun. And uh, you joined me for the show, and uh, now we've, we've got Austin gone again. And it's not that we can't replace Austin or we can't fill it in. We're just kind of having some fun this week. We have Driscoll stop by, Noah stop by, Middleton will stop by tomorrow for some of the show, a little extra, extra OT. There you go. It's like this is the kind of OT that some people in the NFL want. Both, both teams both get the ball. Both teams <laughs> yeah, get the ball exactly. tomorrow uh, on the show. So uh, Noah's 15 now. So if you don't know Noah's story, which you should, you got to follow him on YouTube. And By the Twitter. way, David and Twitter, David Faraday interview did well. Yeah, that was crazy because I was just, especially on YouTube, that's where it really took off. I, it's got over 12,000 views last time I checked. Yeah. I looked today, it does. It was absolutely crazy because I, I just interviewed him on the red carpet. I'm going to be completely honest. I did not know who he was when I did that interview. I love it. Really? Yeah, I didn't know who David Faraday was. I've, <laughs> How would he? <laughs> I've heard him before. I That's played awesome. the Tiger Woods golf game. Uh, I still do. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I just didn't know That's great. That's who awesome. the voice was. I didn't know who David Faraday was, so I did a quick Google search and... You know, guy seemed important, so did, did a quick a Google guy. search, yeah. saw he was a former golfer and currently on the <laughs> golf channel, so asked him a couple questions just based off that and did pretty well. <laughs> By the way, Fantastic. that is great. By the way, you're you're going to make it in this business. That's what everybody does now. <laughs> just Google on the red carpet. And part of the reason, you probably didn't know he was coming. So that was the Tiger uh, Hall of Fame day, so it, nobody knew exactly who was going to be on the red carpet. Well, we, uh, right? he was the host that night, so. I know, yeah, but I wouldn't have thought he would stop by and talk to people. I, I guess it makes sense, but uh, I didn't know the exact setup even that day, but Faraday's really a funny guy, and 
Um, he's one of the great characters, really, in golf. And okay. so he was good. Yeah. Uh, you know, a guy like Ferret, he's interesting to interview because you never know if he's going to be serious all the time or, or kind of is he is he trying to bust your chops a little bit. He was, good he was pretty serious in your interview. Well, I'm, here's the funny thing. So I actually cut it off for a reason. It cuts off pretty quick at the end. Well, that's because I was trying to form a, another question. I lost my words in the middle of it, and I just said, all right, I'm just going <laughs> to cut this out. And he just started laughing and goes, I have been there, man. <laughs> that's good. Just in that uh, David Ferrier golden you just, accent voice. You edited it. Uh, that's good. Uh, good stuff. So anyway, Noah uh, is from Iowa. Moved here, what, a couple years ago now? Yeah, two years now. Yeah. Right at and the start of COVID. So the story with Noah, how... Like, I didn't meet Noah until last baseball season, but he does a lot of the Creekside play-by-play. Uh, -play. did it for football um, last year. Basketball, yep. too, even last yeah, year. Yeah, football. Yeah, it started uh, last – man, spent – this is my second season doing Creekside football, basketball. I do girls, boys basketball, and then also baseball. Yeah. And uh, that's about as much as I can manage with school <laughs> and everything else. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so you do a lot of the baseball games, and I uh, saw so you even did some JV games or did a JV game. I did a few JV games yeah. last season, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. So Definitely uh, helping out this year. Go story. check out his YouTube page, and he's got uh, he buried the lead. a chance to be really good. He's wearing a shirt with his name on it. He does have his own brand. Okay, it's hard to see behind the computer You're on the right. stream because... Your source for sports. Oh, beautiful. Good. Yeah. Schlick He's Sports. Now. Sure with his name on it. He might have a little bit of Action Sports Jacks gear, too. I do. Yeah. But he wore the shirt with but his name on it. Hey, listen, he's a smart man. He's, going, he's got a little Creekside Knights hat on, too. Got to represent. Yeah. So um, this is uh, this is fun to have Noah on, and we'll talk some sports. And uh, he loves his basketball. He loves his Iowa Hawkeyes. Did you hear our conversation a couple weeks ago about what is a Hawkeye? I don't know. I, I'm a Hawkeye fan. I don't know what a Hawkeye is. Is, is it a Hawkeye? Well, that's, well, that's what we thought. That's what I'd we like, thought. I'd like sure. to imagine. I was, I was waiting for you to call in that day. You must have been listening to another station or something. But don't say it. Absolutely not. Uh, the a Hawkeye. What is a Hawkeye? Oh, it's a uh, fictional character from that book that everyone Last made fun of, of me for not knowing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You've probably never heard of the Last of the Mohicans either, but that makes, that makes your parents have. <laughs> I, I'm clueless right now. I lost as soon as you said comic book. I, I was yeah, lost after yeah. That. So a Hawkeye is a fictional character in a book that came out before there was electricity. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I didn't know the book, and then I got dragged on the stream and by them. You know, you said comic book. I just immediately connected it to the bow and arrow dude. Yeah, you did. That's right, because we tried to do that too. And Brent's like, "What is that?" I didn't Marvel even thing? know what that is. Yeah. yeah. Even I, with the I've new Disney Plus series. Yeah, I didn't watch good, that. By stuff. the way. <laughs> Here we go. Perfect. Yeah, he's sitting in the right chair for this. I know. Absolutely. All right, Noah, how did you fall in love with sports? You you listened to the first hour of the show from over there. We didn't let you on. You have a yeah, time limit that we're say, allowed to have you on. We. That's sad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I had a lot I wanted to weigh in on, Child especially the laws. Baker stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I, want, I got involved with sports from a very young age, and my parents, they're sports fans. My mom, dad, my dad played very small college basketball. Right. Um, St. Ambrose, the Fighting Bees. I think I've heard of them. Fighting Bees? I don't think you've heard of them. They're not even <laughs> D3. Uh, they did play it, Notre Dame once. Yeah, I th I honestly Is it in Iowa? Know. Yeah, it's in okay. Iowa, Quad Cities area, but uh, he had a beautiful shot, and people say I have a gr nice-looking shot. They don't go in, though. Um, NAIA. They are NAIA. Oh. According to Google, I mean, yeah. San Ambrose. Yeah, but anyways, uh, I fell in love with sports, uh, let's see, 
just earliest things I remember. Two months after I was born, we went to a Chicago Cubs game. Opening day against the St. Louis Cardinals. My dad was actually a Cardinals fan. Oh. Uh, I I turned him to the right side of the Chicago Cubs. Wow, you um, changed him. Powerful. Yeah, it was a miracle. Um, but really, the earliest, some of my earliest memories were the sport are just sitting in the couch in my in my basement, which, so if you don't know Florida people, they don't have basements here. <laughs> that is a place where you go, there's like a room under the ground, but they'll have windows at the top, so you can see it's it's not that scary. <laughs> but Most of the people have moved into Florida, so they probably that's know, true. but it's been a while. You see a lot of Hawkeye fans <laughs> down here. Maybe You they don't, don't need all those storage units. You store everything in the basement. Yeah. <laughs> we spent more time down in the basement than upstairs, really. But I I remember just sitting there on the couch watching Cubs games, listening to Len Casper, uh, and you know that's some of my early. That's your guy. Stories. Yeah, that's my guy. That's the uh, reason I wanted to be a play-by-play announcer. I love listening. To him. I I go out in the backyard and play my little. My mom's got fantastic video, by the way. I, I remember. I've seen it. Yeah, in third grade we showed this one video to my class. They got an absolute kick out of it. It's just me in the backyard and I'm doing play-by-play to this play sequence that I'm doing uh, where I I pitch it, it hits my fence, I run to it, get it, and say, and he smacks it into right field. I throw it to the left, where left field would be. I go get it, and then I throw it in. Uh, sequence of crazy play happens. The Cubs get a double play, and, uh, you know, little two-year-old me with the commentary, it's, it's a hilarious video, but... I remember just going out doing that, coming in wa- and watching the Cubs game. Or, you know, they have these little baseball guys. Have you ever heard of them? They got them for, like, football, other sports as well. But then I'd go in and I'd do the exact same thing just with those. I'd lay out my little mat, put all the guys out there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Get my toy cars and stuffed animals, pile them into, like, this stadium I made out of the couch. Uh, and I'd do that, announce that game, and then... Uh, make all the cars go away, and you know that's how I spent my days. There uh, you go. And in kindergarten, during nap time, I draw out the starting lineups for the Cubs and who they were playing uh, on these little pieces of paper. So when I get home, I'd remember everything. I'd go get into my Cubs uniform, head to our backyard, and start playing. And I was—I remember being so proud when we moved out of that house. I was able to hit a tennis ball over the roof because we had a pretty big <laughs> backyard there. I was so proud the day we moved out, I hit it over the roof, and that was my goodbye to that place. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, the, the, who would who would start in today's Cubs lineup? <laughs> <laughs> Nick Madrigal. I, I like him. I like I Nick Madrigal. Too, I could I could talk a lot about the Cubs baseball. I'm not sure if people would want me to down here in Jackson. Who's the best player on the Cubs right now? Nick Madrigal. <laughs> is, is he really? I mean, they got a lot of guys that need to be good. Stroman. He's our top player. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, pitching staff's not bad. I, I know. We'll see how Seiya Suzuki does. Uh, Boy, they have really retooled that thing. Yeah. No, no more Chris Bryant, Javi Baez, Anthony I mean, Rizzo. There's nothing to fall back on. It's a crazy. Oh, they ripped out our hearts, too, when they <laughs> traded Rizzo. Like, we were ready for that Baez and Bryant stuff, at least, you know, my Cubs circle. We were ready for that to happen. We did not think Rizzo was going anywhere. And especially with him going to the Yankees. I hear you there. I hear you. Oh, man. He does not look right in those pinstripes. No, he doesn't. You can fall back to Jason Hayward if you want to talk Glory Days Cubs 2016. Jason Hayward didn't even hit 200 that year. Nope, he was bad. No. 
did he did save us with the rain delay speech though. So there we go. We can pay him eighty four million dollars for that. For that, it was a big moment. Big moment. Absolutely. It helped. Uh, the we will uh, talk a little more baseball. Maybe even some prospects going in your wheelhouse too, Casey. Yeah. You, I might have to sit out that second. Max Mayer. <laughs> but who are you going to see? Who are you going to see in the uh, Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp? Of course, we're at home for Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp baseball all year for a second year in a row right here on ESPN 690. All right, let's 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 talk some football, fellas. And uh, best position group on the Jacksonville Jaguars, Casey Kurtz. Best? Best. Cornerback. That's what I say, too. Dang it. I thought I was going to be a real. That should be a surprise. I thought you'd, I don't know, I thought you said quarterback, Trevor Lawrence. Well, I, I kind of don't I know. quarterback. I don't really count that in this. No. I mean, it, especially after signing Darius Williams, there's no way the cornerback room should not be expected to be the best positional group. And Darius Williams, I'm not sure if they're going to start him as the corner two, maybe even start him out. Is Griffin going to be our number one guy in that position room still? Or I still think you have to. Now, listen. Doug Peterson and company and Mike Caldwell can get away with doing what they want and blame everything on Urban. And, and as, as you recycle through coaches you, and regimes, you can blame it on the previous regime, even if it looks bad money-wise, all the rest. So you got a little bit of an excuse. But I think the money you paid Shaq Griffin tells me he's your number one guy. And by the way, he played pretty well. He's, he's a good cornerback. He played pretty well for him. I mean, he's not probably all pro level, but he's pretty good. And he's got to come up with more big plays and interceptions. But I think he he's a very reliable guy. Tyson Campbell is your future there, you think. And I thought he showed a ton of growth. And I don't think he played very well in the slot. So I think they're going to have to see Darius Williams, who also doesn't have a ton of experience in the slot at that nickel spot, but he's been able to play there. They obviously feel that one of those three guys can play in the nickel because you don't go spend second-round pick. Again, if Tyson Campbell is on the bench, I blame Trent Baalke as much as I blame Urban Meyer. Okay, because they together made the 33rd overall pick. And then they just went and spent $80 million on two corners over the last two years with their mega deals. So you have to find a place for all three. Like Trey Herndon cannot be your nickel corner. Trey Herndon's your backup guy. He can't be your nickel corner. But if you take those three, it's a very reminiscent of what the Dolphins did with their investment in the corner position. Now you could probably say the Dolphins were better. And the guys that they got, the kid out of Auburn, long last name. Uh, Big Monogany. Big Monogany, yeah. And obviously Way Byron Jones. That, by the way. Thank you. And, Xavier, and Howard. Yep. Uh, so those three guys, maybe they're better. Although, has Byron Jones played well for, for Miami down there? And, and Howard, actually, for a time last year, wasn't playing so well. And then he, then he kind of recovered and had a nice rest of the year, I think. But it, that's what it reminds me of. It's like they are very invested in that nickel, I mean, in that cornerback position. Therefore, I think it does make them the most proven and the best group, Casey, because they're invested in it. They know that's what the situation they're going to be in most of the time on defense, 65% of the time in the nickel. Yeah, I I, I like the three guys they have. I think Tyson Campbell got a lot better for a while there. We were scratching our head like, like the only guy that got better. That is a great call, actually. And like you said, Darius Williams like him a lot. So, yeah, I think they're in a good spot at corner, which is a weird thing to say, especially without Jalen Ramsey. But I don't know why I thought I was going to be out on a limb there, but I guess we're all... Well, I, I think there's one other possible way to go, or do you you think corner's their best group, Noah? I think corner's their best group, and, I mean, Darius Williams, that guy's just a great story. Give us a little Creekside love on Darius. Okay, I know. So, two years covering Creekside sports, I got, like, a whole profile on Darius Williams now. No, he didn't. He played there in, like, 2010. Yeah, uh, but you still, like, basketball especially, you'd be surprised. That's the sport where I've heard the most about Darius Williams. You don't hear that with a lot of the football guys anymore. Yeah. 
I got to be honest with you, Noah. You probably know more about Darius Williams. I don't. I was here th- three years by the time Darius was probably coming out of Creekside High School. And I don't remember Friday nights. Yeah, he started at Bartram. And uh, then when Creekside opened, came over there. And uh, he, from what I can tell, he wasn't like the – he was a good football player. He was yeah. good. You know, they played him at – uh, running back, a little bit of wide receiver, I think. They did. We have some offensive before. highlights of him. Finding him at uh, corner. But, you know, he wasn't really like this guy who stood out to you. I mean, he ended up going D3. Like, he wasn't a guy that you're looking at, like, Sharif Denson right now over at Bartram. Yeah. Bartram, you know. There's only a certain amount of Bartram mentions allowed on the show today, by the way. Okay. But, uh <laughs> Yeah, Darius, he also played basketball. That's why I hear the most about him. He went to the state final four with Creekside as their sixth man. And, uh, you know, there's still guys there that uh, his old coach is now an assistant at Creekside. Uh, Adam Holmes, their head coach, uh, plays in a rec league with some of his former teammates. Uh, I believe he also did track and field and then went on to D3. Uh, didn't like it. Went uh, Was denied as a walk-on at UAB. I know. I love and that. Then he ended up coaching change, came back, they accepted him, and then eventually that school ends up closing down their, like shutting down the football program while he's there. So he just comes back, expecting to be done, I think. And then uh, they open it back up after public pushback. And uh, man, it undrafted free agent, waived by the Ravens, ended up with Sean McVay and winning the Super Bowl as their number two quarterback behind Jalen Ramsey. And now to come back home. $20 million contract with the Jaguars. That dude's got to be a local legend when his career is all said and done. Yeah, he's sneaky one. I mean, it's really a sneaky guy to come back home. And obviously, Shaq Quarterman's another hometown guy playing for the Jags. Reminds you of, by the way, the last corner, the last big hometown guy. It feels like that, that performed so well, Rasheen Mathis. Right. Um, it would be interesting to maybe get those two guys together a little bit. Rasheen playing at Inglewood and had an unbelievable career here. In fact, I think Rasheen's maybe the most underrated Jaguar in the history of the franchise. What's interesting about that point that I didn't even think about, undrafted free agent, just got paid, Millions. Yeah. J.C. Jackson, also undrafted free agent, just got paid $80 million. Good point. So it, it does beg the question then, did the Jags need to go or do teams think they need to go high on the corner position? You know, think about where the Jags have missed in the last, well, not just the Jags. Think about Akuda. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Detroit, top five. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then C.G. Henderson, top ten. Mm-hmm. Did you need to do that? And listen, it's a little bit needle in a haystack to find stories like Darius Williams and a guy like J.C. Jackson. And Jackson had some other issues coming out of school, I think, that dropped him, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. And so, but even Tyson Campbell, like, did you have to go at 33 to go get Tyson Campbell? Or can you just draft and find and get these guys later and pick up? And sooner or later, they're going to fit in your system. I don't know. Jackson tried that way, too. Uh, I, I mean, Trey Herndon might be that, actually. I think you're I think right. he is an undrafted guy. So, um yeah, it's, it's a couple different I ways I just think to do it's it. funny that that's, those guys got paid handsomely. They're one of the better corners in the league. That's a great point. Undrafted. Well, and, you know, the other position, guys, that I thought maybe you would go with, if I say the best position group on the Jags, is running back. Like, I think you could make the case it's the best position. Oh, yeah. But it comes with this huge caveat of, okay, if they're healthy, like, what are they going to look like? But James Robinson has proven that he can be a very good runner and measurables in terms of his stats – fit in the top five, top ten in the league over his first two years in a lot of different categories. And then we think ETN's going to change this offense. Like, he has a chance to really give them something that this team hasn't had. So I think you could make the case. Now, you don't know what else is in that room right now. 
And I think that's one of the big questions is should the Jags go get somebody else? I think I saw our Clay Harbor, who we had on, who's yeah. been very vocal lately, by the I way, about the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think he mentioned a couple of names. Melvin uh, Gordon. Melvin Gordon. I'd say no to Melvin Gordon. I, I do like the idea of Sony Michelle, yeah. and I think we've discussed that before. I'd say go the draft route. I really. Well, like, they will draft somebody. I like. They got fourteen six-round picks, so they'll draft somebody. Oh my. And they can't trade one of them for Robert anybody. Woods. Yeah. Like, how do you trade Robert Woods for a six round pick? Anyways, I really like. I'm his not mad about Robert Woods, by the way. Really? Yeah, because I mean, thirty coming off the ACL, Robert Woods to me is Robert Woods is a good wide receiver. He's a good player, but I'm not like I don't, I don't, I'm not bothered by the Jags not getting Robert Woods at this stage of what they're doing and what he is at. I am, and I think he's like. I mean, is there a big difference between, like, a guy like Marvin Jones Don't at his Jones. age? Don't no, no, it. not Zay Jones. But Marvin Jones, is there a huge difference between, like, his numbers, the age, what you might expect of him, than a guy like Woods? Now, <laughs> Woods the last four. And, by the way, they invested in Kirk because they hope he's Woods. Correct. Because if you go back and look at Robert Woods' career, first five years, first really five years, he did not, didn't, I mean, it wasn't like he did nothing, but he was very pedestrian. Then the next four years is where he's been 90 catches, 90 catches, 86 catches, and, and was on pace to have another good year. Well, that's exactly what they hope Kirk is. They hope Kirk takes off and now does those kind of numbers that Robert Woods had. Kirk has those measurables where you feed him, you're going to see production. And uh, I had made a video about this. Check it out on my YouTube channel. Got it on the shirt here. Uh, I was wearing an Action News Jack sweatshirt in that take, by the way. <laughs> that's very good. Go to the YouTube page. But anyways, Kirk... He was top five in the NFL in uh, pass, like, catch percentage. Uh, the only guys who did better and had 75-plus targets were Cooper Cup, Amon Ross St. Brown, Hunter Renfro, and Chris Godwin. Yeah, well, that's good company. Oh, yeah, and he, ma he makes a lot of amazing plays. He's got good speed, good route runner, great hands. That's exactly what the Jaguars needed, the wide receiver position. You know, paying him five extra million dollars per year to get it. I mean, it's not your money, Noah. Just always remember money. that. It's not your money. All I'm saying, Robert Woods came into his prime, went over 1,000 yards twice, 900 yards, and then got hurt. Chris Kirk hasn't, or Christian Kirk hasn't gone over 1,000 yards once. No, but again, I, I'm telling came you, if you look at the year. age, yeah. right, This what the age of Kirk, where he's at now, is where Robert Woods started to get into a different echelon as a receiver. Yeah. You know, he found himself. And then I would just say, 30-year-old wide receiver, the Jags have that in Marvin Jones. But in, in the point I guess I'm trying to make is what you have to lose. We have all the six-round picks. Well, you saw, you probably saw me that day. I joked around. I was like, just you should have blocked it. <laughs> <laughs> just to get rid of some of the six-round picks and make Tennessee mad. You know, like the Yankees, Red Sox do that. The Jags need to start doing that. If you're going to have four six-round picks, just just make Tennessee mad. Like, yeah. and, and, and if they said, hey, we'll give you a six-round pick, nah, take two of them. And then trade Robert Woods to somebody else for, like, a seventh. Just to make the Tennessee Titans mad. What scares you more, Robert Woods on the Titans or Matt Ryan on the uh, Colts? Neither. Robert Woods all day. No, I know, but he's... Yeah, I'm not... I knew he was going to say Neither, uh, but uh, Robert Woods. Thousand-yard receiver, book it. I'm with you, man. Just a guy. I'm not afraid of him. This break, much needed right now. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll go on a break. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. That's Noah Schlicksup. He's with us for another hour or so. Casey Kurtz, Brent Martineau. We'll be back. Worst position on the Jags. Worst position group on the Jags. That's next on ESPN 690.
Tiger had a lengthy career out of all of it. What's your favorite moment of his? Boy, my favorite moment of his career? That's a big question. Um, you know, I was at the uh, 15th hole at Augusta for 19 years, and if you turn around in my seat on the 15th tower, you're almost on the front edge of the 16th. So when Tiger chipped in, that famous chip in from behind 16 where the ball just stopped on the edge and then yeah. fell in. That, that for me, you know, was one of the loudest noises I've ever heard on a golf course. Down at the Dell there at Augusta, it was such an incredible roar. That always that stands out for me. That is Noah a couple weeks ago with David Faraday during Tiger Woods Hall of Fame induction ceremony. And Faraday was the uh, MC that night for the festivities. All right, Noah Schlitzup, favorite interview so far that you've done. You've done a bunch of them now. You've been, you know, your Cubs guys, Shambi is, is one of them, right, uh, to a lot of different local athletes, to some Jags players. Favorite interview on the YouTube channel. You can endorse one right now and tell them to go listen. Only one? Only one. Well, th here's how YouTube works. They can go listen to all of them if they want, but okay. you get to only endorse one. I'm going to tell you, the one interview that I've probably had the most fun doing that I felt did not get enough love when I posted it, <laughs> and still hasn't, I've tried promoting This my, happens. I've tried promoting this interview now for- Well, let's help you. Two years. Uh, you got millions listening around it's the only, world. It's, <laughs> it's only gotten like 150 views, but I interviewed Josh Allen from the Jaguars. Oh. I, I interviewed him. We got to get Josh to retweet it. Did he? I think he... I'm no sure. way. I don't remember. All right. We'll send the link out. <laughs> we got Josh to do a little work. Josh was very... Talking about, like, our Josh Allen, Oh, right? yeah. Not the, the bad one? Yeah, not the bad one. This perfect. is the guy that owns him. Yeah, yeah, perfect. That's the guy we're talking about. Yeah. But it, Josh has just got a great story. Yeah, know? Josh is awesome. Yeah, and he's a great guy. You know you know from talking to him. Yeah, we should extend Josh. That's my... I've, I've been trumpeting that. Um, not just because he's a good guy. 15 I think he's a good years. <laughs> 15 year extension. Keep him that'd here. Be something. Only if he retweets your story. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, heard we all have first. those feelings. Just ask Casey. Casey will send a tweet. And he's like, I can't believe that's only got two likes. Yeah, I mine are mostly tweets. Have like 300. Yeah, that are funny. It's just so, yeah. like, you feel good it's about something. It's demoralizing. It's just the worst. It's just bad. Especially when you just got a feeling like, this is going to do good. Like, sometimes. <laughs> I'm saying it, man. Like, yeah. yeah. Hey, we feel you. Yours it's, is like interviews that you worked hard on. Mine's like a tweet I crafted in like 30 <laughs> seconds, but still I get mad. I posted a video of Trevor Lawrence. I've ever said. When we were in LA, I posted a video of Trevor Lawrence just walking and got 10,000 views. I'm like, dude, he's just walking. That's, anything with Trevor Lawrence in it is going to get that. Yeah, yeah, better Tim Tebow, by the way. That's why That's why everybody's a front runner now. <laughs> you just do that. And that's, you don't have to say anything concrete. But I've, I've loved some of the smaller guys are always, you know, interesting too. I, I talked to... Uh, Chris Maloney, a local athlete, he's one of my yeah. recent podcast episodes, and he was really fun because, so he got signed in a very, you know, odd way. I, I haven't heard about this until talking to him, but he was signed during the pandemic as an undrafted free agent, so he had had a really good start that year at JU, and then just got shut down, so he was playing on a travel ball team, and it's funny because the day before, the Tigers just straight up went over to his friend, offered him a contract after seeing him pitch. Huh. So Chris knows there's MLB scouts there. There's like the Giants, a few others. So they they see him pitch. They come up, offer him a contract. So he and his friend 
both got to sign with the Detroit Tigers just playing on a travel team. And he's actually doing really good there now. He's a local product, went to Oak Leaf. Uh, yep. uh, he's actually doing really good, advanced up to high A in one year there last year and had a very interesting conversation with him, 30 minutes. I use that word interesting a lot, but seriously, uh, we <laughs> brought up a lot of good topics from his career to uh, he brought up a really – you know, with the minor league pay and some of those issues there, yeah, yeah. I had asked him about that, and he's a great example of this issue because he got called up from A-ball in Orlando to high A up in Michigan. So he had to go from there, get a new house, still pay the rent down in Florida and all that. So now they're providing minor leaguers with housing this year, and he said that's going to help out a lot because over 50% of his paycheck was going to just – paying for those two houses so uh yeah those are interviews i really enjoy and you know i haven't had an interview before that i haven't liked you know it's slick sports is uh where you can listen on the youtube channel by the way uh and uh check it out so there you go you actually it's made in the river you actually endorsed swat two see i said one you actually endorsed two so maloney and josh allen Biggest thing is we got to get Josh Allen to retweet that thing. <laughs> so we'll, we'll try to find out how to do that. All right. Speaking of Josh Allen, no disrespect to him. I love Josh. Worst position group on the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, I'll go with the defensive line. There's still with the Brandon Sheriff signing, I go O-line. Really? You guys hate the offensive line. Everybody hates the offensive line. There's just still holes there. And with a, and with a young quarterback, you got to protect him. That showed up at times last year. And, uh, you know, you're losing uh, their other guards. Norwell, yeah, uh, and can. Yeah, and you got Linder, who's uncertain at, well, are they keeping him at center? Well, for now, but, yeah, but I mean, they could make a move there. Yeah. They could make a move. We'll you, see. You got another guard position open. You got two tackle positions, Juwan Taylor, uh, Walker Little, Cam Robinson, you know, Little's shown promise. Hopefully he's good. Robinson been eh, okay. Well, they better, he better be better than okay. They think he is. They're going to sign him to an extension probably. And then there's Juwan Taylor who's, you know. I, I think a lot of people would say that because everybody, I, I, yeah, I say this all the time, everybody hates the offensive line of their football team. They just do. It doesn't matter. Like there are very few people that don't really dislike their offensive line and then there are some narratives that it's i think they're overblown like dallas for a few years there had the best offensive line probably in football but were they really as good as everybody said because they didn't win anything with them and then indianapolis i think has probably been a little overrated in their offensive line play uh but they they don't complain about their offensive line everybody else in in the national football league basically complains about their offensive line at one time or another so they do that in jacksonville i just think defensively that defensive line is a position they don't get sacks. They have zero, they have seven and a half and six and a half sack leaders. They're one of the worst in the NFL in sacks the last couple of years. They don't get pressure. There's other reasons. They don't lead many football games, so therefore the other team's not throwing as much. So there there are some elements added, but their interior is just okay. Fadakasi hopefully will change that. They need more help on the defensive front to Who make their secondary, their best position, probably pretty good. If they can upgrade this defensive line even more, Pass rusher, maybe Aiden Hutchinson, and also another draft pick, and maybe some emerging play from like a Devon Hamilton or even a Chase on. Well, now all of a sudden your defense has a chance to be pretty darn good because if the front's pretty good, we know the back end has some talent and, and ability to make plays. Casey, 
You coming with me defensive line, or are you going somewhere else? I'm close to going with you, but not all the way. I can make an argument for wide receiver, but I'm not going to do that. Uh, I'm going to go linebackers. I think Oluwakon's going to be good. I don't think they should have got rid of Miles Jack. So what are you going to do on the other side? Quarterman, maybe. Dylan Moses, yep. half kidding. We'll see. Uh, Josh Allen's obviously great, uh, but he falls into that pass rusher D-line type thing. But then Chase on on the other side, I can't go with that. So I think they did one really good thing at linebacker, but I think they offset it with maybe doing something they not a great move, and then Chase on you haven't seen anything. Yeah, that's I mean fair. with Miles Jack, that there has to be just a little bit of homework with that because he's been good, but you know he hasn't been that next level elite linebacker. Uh, that's at least my opinion. Aluakon, on the other hand, you know you've seen he's a game changer really on on the defensive end. He holds down that linebacker position really well. Uh, he makes big time plays and big time moments. Uh, he forced a few fumbles last year at multiple interceptions, sacks, led the NFL in tackles. At just 26 years old, I really like that signing and feel like he's going to be good for the linebacker room. Uh, Aiden Hutchinson, a good edge rusher. If they end up trading that first-round pick, though... They're not going to trade it. They're not going to trade it? Don't believe it. They can't trade it. Believe it. They can't trade the first-round pick. Give me one person who's going to trade the first-round pick with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Give me one or two scenarios... Yeah, I can't wait for him. One scenario. They keep that first-round pick, Hutchinson. There goes the edge rusher. They got a guy who's hopefully going to go get sacks or even Thibodeau, possibly. We'll see. Uh, another scenario, they trade that away, trade back, get a wide receiver, something in the middle yeah. of the first round. We'll see where they go there. Uh, there's a couple guys I really like in the second round. Um, those second day two guys. From a uh, receiver standpoint? No, uh, from edge rusher. Edge rusher. Uh, South Carolina, really tough name, Kingsley and Igbari. Well, that's good. That will go along with everything else that just happened in free agency, uh, then, if we get a tough name. Alul Khan and Igbari. Then we got Josh Allen. <laughs> but, anyways, we got, he's a really good, you know, really good edge rusher out of South Carolina. I think he's got potential to be really good. Majay Sanders, local guy. Um, yeah. Could be a potential if we do end up. You had a tough combine, I think. Uh, it didn't work in the combine or. The combine, I don't yeah. really, you know. But yeah, he's a kid out of Reigns. Yeah, I uh, from Cincinnati. Look, look at his uh, game against Alabama. Ten quarterback pressures against that Alabama O line. You know, dude's a game record. He he does make a bit. He's a good pass rusher guy who I'd expect to be able to help getting sacks, which is what the Jaguars need someone to get to the quarterback. I know you have some thoughts on wide receiver. Let's go there next uh, because we still feel like that's one of the holes that the Jacksonville Jaguars have to fill. Uh, so uh, maybe not go there next. We have football at five coming up, so I want to hang on to the wide receivers. Also, I do have a thought on this. Are we going to see things more like the AFC West? Like I, I wrote up the Red Sox Yankees and they do they make moves and counter moves based off each other sometimes, like in, in the history of their rivalry. And I'm sure other teams do and, and have. But the AFC West this year felt like every move was made based on what everybody else was doing. Like, I got to catch up and get better or I'm doomed, even if I'm halfway decent. Are we going to see that more? And have we seen it before? Those are some of the topics coming up. Football at five. Uh, still on the way. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Brent Martineau, Casey Kurtz, Noah Schlitzup. Sitting in for Austin Lane. He's about a foot shorter and 150 pounds lighter. You can probably barely see me on the camera. (laughs) We'll be right back.
reason I say they're in danger, their margin for error on a night-to-night -night basis is very slim. Seth Curry still battling this ankle issue that's been bothering him all year. Ben Simmons, herniated disc. We don't know when he's available. Kevin Durant, obviously one of one. What happens if he has an off-shooting night? <laughs> what, if he, what happens if he has two off-shooting nights? Right? There, so much is required of Kevin Durant. To be a, a plus every single night for this team to yeah. win right now. Do I think they're going to drop from the eighth? Probably not. Oh, NBA chatter. Nobody's talking, bro. Except J.J. Redick. How about LeBron? That was a good moment last night. Well, first of all, you got kicked in the face. See that? Nope. I just saw the dunk. Dunk over love. Did you see love like Oh, I saw wrestle? the tweet. Oh. <laughs> like after? Yeah. Like coming out of the... I like that about... I like that about the professional athletes when they have these laid-back kind of moments like they're on a playground. They're getting paid millions in front of millions of fans, and then they have these moments that you would have that moment in your neighborhood game. Just right. remember to not take it so seriously. Yeah, you know? well, that, and that's what it reminds you of. And in an 82-game season, you can do that. I think we've seen that before. Like, I think Jeter, I remember some of those kind of fun moments, you know, uh, just like a little wry smile, you know, when something maybe makes a good play or you see some of it with pitcher-batter confrontation. I like those just loose, casual sports moments because everything's usually intense in competition. It's so intensified. That's what um, I love about baseball, especially Brett Phillips with the Rays. He brings so many of those where it's just, like, fun. Yeah, yeah. He, he's a fun guy. Is that one of your favorite guys, Casey? Brett? Yeah. I mess with him. You know, he's, he's important to the race. Absolutely. Doesn't play every night, but fills a role. By the way, the AL East is loaded, huh? Tell you what, man. Tell you what, Toronto is very good. I, I know it's not where you thought I was going to start with. Toronto is very good, like no, scary they, good. They nearly made up. the playoffs last year. They're a sleeper. The dangerous offense. I just saw it over under 91 wins for Toronto. Hard over. Hard over if yeah. they stay healthy. Does the whole division other than the Orioles have yes. like a 91? 90. Mm -hmm. Really? Or I think the Yankees are like 88. Ah. I think. How about the ah. Twins, though? What are in they? The, in the AL Central. Signing Correa. And what's their over under? I haven't seen it. Are they favored to win the Central? No, absolutely not. Chicago. White Sox? Yeah. But the Twins are like sneaky like that. Like if is good, if Gary Sanchez isn't horrible. I gotta say, they got some up-and-coming prospects that they got from the Blue Jays. Local product, Austin Martin. Yes. And then Simeon Woods Richardson. He's going to be a good pitcher. Uh, I, I like what they got back for Barreros. Um, but, I mean, it was a great trade for both teams. All right. Uh, let's go with the bracket. You got it? We might have a little bait. We got to have a little baseball talk. I know you love baseball. And I love baseball, too. Casey loves baseball, too. So, we have a lot. Maybe we should just do a show. There we go. Baseball baseball show. Show. Let's just add one more show. Let's just add another one. <laughs> all we do is add shows. <laughs> like, what are we doing these shows? Um, all right, here's the deal. We get a fresh start in the Sweet 16. We only got like five minutes before we get to the top of the hour, so we got to do this quick. Go ahead. All right, who I got? Who you got winning the games, into the Elite Eight, then the Final okay, Four, then I'm the gonna champ. I'm going to start off with the Elite Eight. Uh, I got Gonzaga over Arkansas. Sorry, SEC fans. Uh, Texas Tech. There are SEC basketball fans? Yeah, I got three out of my four Final Four teams from my original bracket still in it. And I got my champion as well. Wow, that's a humble brag right here. That's what's going on there. <laughs> yeah, but Texas Tech, I got them beating Zaga. 
in the Elite Eight. Oh. Well, their defense, their defense is what sticks out for me. And coming off of a close one against Notre Dame, I still like him. Gonzaga barely able to escape uh, to escape that Memphis game. And Georgia State, they held on with them for a while. They competed. Just they scored 93 points. Um, and then UCLA, North Carolina, UCLA. I'm going with them. They're actually my champion in my bracket still from the start. Wow. Yeah. I was predicting March madness this year. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> uh, St. Peter's Purdue, this is the game I'm most focused on right now because I'm just, it intrigues me. St. Peter's run, they've plan- had a perfect game plan for every team they've faced, and they've executed great. You saw that against Kentucky. Came out 79-85 final. However, Purdue, they're just a different level. Jaden Ivey, Big Ten Player of the Year. He's averaging 17 a game. Going to the NBA. Trevion Williams is 6'10". They also have a, Purdue's got a kid 7'4". Zach Eggie. He's 7'4". Averages 14 and a half per game. How I tall just, are you? Uh, I'm 5'7". 5'7". Asking, so. A couple, couple yeah. feet. Yeah, just, just a couple feet. Um, and then, I mean, St. Peter's, they got some hype, but all the, anyone over 6'7 on their team is an underclassman. So I'm just, I think that... They got no chance. I'm not saying they don't have a chance. I'm saying if they're going to win, they're going to have to rely on the three ball and their outside play because they're not going to win that game in the paint. Uh, I have Purdue winning this one and them losing to UCLA, of course, as they are winning my championship. Kansas over Providence. Sorry, Brent. Mm. Uh, I almost picked Providence. Oh, actually. we had you here until 530. Guess it's time to get you out. <laughs> I knew that was a dangerous pick. Uh, but I do. I had them originally. As you can see, I erased them uh, for Kansas. <laughs> cold. Uh, it's my, just adding to it here. <laughs> Miami over the Cyclones. Sorry, Iowa State. Uh, not really, though. Um, and then Kansas beating Miami in the Elite Eight. Miami, I'm a fan of them. I've loved this run so far. They've been the under underrated run. I mean, they didn't get nearly enough coverage for their win over Auburn. They crushed them they 79-61. I mean, I feel like that needed more coverage, uh, in my opinion. I was Sorry. Kind of sad about we'll that. add it to the ESPN 690 rundown. Make you feel better. <laughs> but, yeah, Miami, uh, I got them beating Iowa State and losing to Kansas. Kansas in the Final Four, and then... Arizona-Houston, that's an interesting game because Houston's been playing really well defensively. Held Illinois at 53 points. One of the best teams in uh, the country. Yeah, they're they're really good, really underrated squad, but still I got Arizona beating them. And the real question for me was if Villanova could get past Arizona. I haven't given past Michigan. Uh, And I say Arizona, I'm just... I'm sticking with my Final Four. Uh, the only team that didn't make the Final Four, I knew I'd regret putting my Hawkeyes in there uh, instantly. New and you homered up. Can't bet with your heart. Yeah. Trust me. I've homered done it. up. I should have known by now. Just, you'll learn. You're only 15. Yep. Just heard 15. You got plenty of time so to figure sad. that out. So sad. So much heartbreak. <laughs> uh, I should. And here's the thing. If they prove me wrong, I'd be like, well, should have picked him. Now I got two different things to worry about. Ugh, Final Four team out. Ugh, Hawkeyes are out. That sucks. But anyways, I Who's playing in the title game? Arizona, UCLA. And UCLA winning it? Yep. All right. Casey, go ahead. Blitz through, baby. Give me uh, Arkansas over Gonzaga. <laughs> Give me Texas Tech over Duke. Give me North Carolina over UCLA. 
Give me St. Peter's over Purdue. <laughs> what? Give me Miami over Iowa State. Sorry, not sorry. Uh, give me Providence over Kansas. Yeah! yeah. You're on for the rest of the show. Yeah, that was the goal. Arizona over Houston. Villanova over Michigan. Then give me Arizona. Then give me Texas Tech. Uh, what, what are we looking at here? Give me North. Uh, yeah, give me North Carolina. Uh, give me Miami. Uh, I'm not sure where that gets me, but the point of the story I'm getting at is Texas Tech's going to win it all. I'll tell you what. If That's Tex- not a bad pick. If Texas Tech makes the Final Four again, uh, and or even the Final Four, uh, but did they make the Final Four? Yes. Yeah, they did. So if they make the Final Four again, or if they won it, I mean, what a run that is. And by the way, that'd be two different coaches. Yeah. That's a heck of a run that nobody thought of them as a basketball place. Now, if you get Texas Tech and somehow find Houston in the Final Four, you're talking about two really good defensive teams. Yeah. That'd be, uh, that would make it. That'd be cool. All right, I got Gonzaga. Duke, chalk. chalk, UNC, Purdue. I love Purdue the whole time. Uh, that's not. Oh yeah, that is chalk. You want to know? No, I, no, well, UNC is not chalk. You want to know why Purdue loses? Why? The farther you get Zach away from the basket, the more inability they have to play basketball. If they can bring him out, St. Peter's is going to have a field day. That's interesting. Houston, I have beating Arizona. By the way, Villanova, Providence, because I got a homer up now. Now I'm homer. There's up. no choice. Yeah, yeah, and Miami. By the way, Jim Laranega, Providence guy just so you guys know. So we get Providence-Miami. I'm taking Providence to the first Final Four since 1987. Ricky P and Billy D. Villanova to beat Houston. Gonzaga. Purdue, uh, who I did have in my Final Four from the jump. Then I got Gonzaga-Villanova. Villanova beats Providence there. Uh, yeah. They've had their number all year. Close games, but they've had their number. What a, what a turnout that would be for the Big East if you got Villanova and Providence in the Final Four. Be good. And then Gonzaga to win it all oh, because that's yep. who I picked. Chalk, go out on the sidewalk oh, with everybody else. I mean, you like would, you were picking Tennessee and the Rams. You had to stay with them, right? You had to stay with them. If Texas Tech can get past the Final Four, they're winning it all. I don't even think Gonzaga's played well. That's why they lose to Arkansas, baby. So, so that's dangerous for the to rest Arkansas. of the To <laughs> yeah. Arkansas. I thought I was awful. predicting March Madness. Yeah, bro, I'm here for it. SEC football at five coming up. We'll get back to some Jags. The AFC West, is that now a blueprint for the rest of the league? Uh, I'll tell you what we're talking about in that regard. We still have a golf bracket to get to for our golf picks. We will not go blow by blow for that bracket. I promise you that. Uh, still to come, football I- at five. Noah Schlitzer, Casey Kurtz, Brent Martin. We'll be back.